When they are consuming your minds and your thoughts and your dreams, from the angels to the demons and to the mysteries unseen, there is no need to worry. There is no need for dread. It's just time to discuss the thing at the foot of the bed. Good evening, everybody. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to United Public Radio Network, also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network, or just UPRN on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And like I said, you're listening to The Thing at the Foot of the Bed. I am one of your hosts. I'm going to introduce my co-host in just a sec. My name's Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a host of my own show here on the network called The Angel Rock on Monday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just a few housekeeping things. First of all, if you like what you see, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends. This network's been around for over 25 years. We stream multiple shows throughout the week, daily, and nightly, I guess. And when we're not live, we do have the archive server and it randomly picks shows over the last 25 years. And there's something for everybody here. We also have a whole bunch of new shows coming, especially on Tuesday nights. I believe we have some new shows already showing up there. So please check it out. Also, we have our own Roku channel on uh, the Roku network. How you're going to find that is you're going to sign into your account and you're going to go to the channel store and look up UFO space P as in parent normal and I think there's a whole list on this we're about the third or fourth one down you're looking for UFO paranormal and United Public Radio and that's us we are streaming on there live tonight if you want to watch and uh, contribute to the show we've got a bunch of people in the chat so if you want to participate in the chat like everybody else I understand 80% of our listening audience is audio only but we'd love to have you be part of the conversation as you well know my show the angel rock and this show is strongly audience participative we love to have you here what you guys want to talk about so you're going to head over either to my wonderful co-host uh youtube channel the spirit experience it's david hansel he also has a group on facebook he's streaming to i am streaming to laura lee potvin which is a public profile on facebook anybody can watch and i pinned it to the top i'm also streaming on my youtube channel which is the angel rock with laura lee potvin i believe we're streaming on canada's most haunted um can't think of the rest right now if i forgot something but i i will jump in and mention it but dave go ahead introduce yourself <clears throat> oh <clears throat> hi annie i was saying hi to everybody while you're talking okay hi annie hi everybody i hope you're doing well my name is david hansel i am a spiritual medium among a bunch of other things i forgot to tell them what i am i'll tell them after <laughs> laura, lee, laura lee is a one giant horn one-eyed people eater that's right people eater. yeah um so i'm a channel and i'm a medium and i'm a psychic and all that all that stuff uh, that goes with that. Welcome, everybody. I guess and I, should tell them what I am just in case you've got anybody. But yeah, go ahead. I am a Canadian spiritual medium, a psychic, as well as crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, and mentor, and RN or registered nurse. I don't know how I, I knew there was something I could hear a spirit saying, yeah, You're right. forgetting something. 
<laughs> and I was like, I forgot what I was doing. Well, I don't have a script. So I just like go off the top of my head. So I've been doing it. Yeah, for I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of Dave most of the time. Dave. Until I yes. start Dave, until I start speaking with uh, spirits and, it's and how long did that take for us to go live? You guys, there's something crazy going on with Streamyard. As I've mentioned, I produce the show, our shows, both mine and the show, yeah. and quite a few other ones when needed. And uh, I went to log in because I have multiple devi devices because I use those, especially while producing. In case anything goes wrong, I'm back on here in two seconds. Right? Well, I go into my main phone. It's kicked me out of StreamYard. And we all use the same StreamYard account. Oh, so I, said, yeah. I have no idea why. And I have to get a hold of our owner. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, Joe Montaldo, who owns UPRN and runs this wonderful studio, um, the main studio out of his own abode. But it's his account. So we all log into his StreamYard account. But he has to he has to send us a code to jump in. That's the strange thing. With StreamYard. There's no password. So oh, it's the code. Yeah. I know when you're and when I've been through it, when my computer kicks me out of everything or gets rid of my passwords, I am messed up. But I do have a book labeled um, Organized Chaos, which is every code that I've ever written yeah. down and it's handwritten in there. But the funny thing is, you know how many of them I have changed and forgot to update my book? Because so you, know you know what I do. People are going to know my secret, but a lot of people in the States, especially, seem to have an iPhone. I use my notes app and it's password protected. I put my passwords yeah. in there. I back them up in iCloud. And then because it's in my notes app, it emails me every time something's updated. So I know I have multiple places where this is. The reason why I don't use a book is because my partner, Del, does. And I can't tell you how many times he says to me, where's my book? Where's my book? Yeah. And I well, my book. Put it knock, in on, <laughs> knock on wood. Hi, well, come on up here, little co-host. Um, <laughs> Is that Pom Pom? No, this was Willow. Willow? I Pom Pom and Willow look so much alike to you see their faces. They look exactly alike, except Pom Pom is like 30,000 pounds right now because he's a fat kitty. Oh, poor baby. Don't let your daddy. No, he loves to be fatties. He's so cute. Uh, Willow is the wire. Y'all are lucky I got here when I did. Never mind. It took so long. I was telling Dave and then I realized what time. Good thing Dave cut me off. As you know, I do resin and I hear spirit very clear, clear audience, as many of us are. And it's just before six. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll throw in. I got this new pump to remove bubbles from resin. I figure, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be no problem. I got lots of time in spirit. I hear spirit say, are you sure you really want to do that? I'm going, stop it. It'll be fine. It'll be quick. Oh boy, was it not quick. I just came inside to my new resin machine. I popped outside for a quick fresh air break. And um, yeah, the resin exploded everywhere. I probably still have some on my hands. So I just got it all cleaned up. You'll just nice. be sticky during the entire show. Sticky, 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 icky, and spooky. Yeah. So let's say, let's say hi to some people we got here. Hang on. So we got lots of people. You guys are all here. So we got Michelle over in Australia. She says, have a great show, folks. See y'all in the future. Because she's, I think, probably going off to work or getting ready. We got Brandy Reader and Neil Carr says, hey, guys, happy Thursday. And I should have said what Brandy said. She said, hi. I think that's what she said. Hang on. 
uh, yes, hi, she said hello. And then we've got Sandra Sharp. Hello, everyone. And then we got lots of David. It says seek, it says the spirit experience. So I keep wanting to read your comments. Yeah. Jackie Lane, she said, greetings, looking forward to the program. And then we have Annie Seven, good and oh, hello and good evening. And then there's me. And then Annie said, and this is very kind of her. She said, y'all are very gifted. Love you both. And that's right oh, back to you. you and everybody watching. And Jennifer Gr says, wait, Jenna, it's Jennifer Gr. Jennifer Gr. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Gr. It says Jennifer Gr. It says hi all. Glad to catch you live. Well, we're glad you're here watching us live too. So David. I, you and I were doing some research. I know you had a busy day. I sent you a few videos, but then don't ever, you guys, if you think your phone is not listening to you, boy, have I got some wonderful beachfront property for oh, sale yeah. for you guys in the Antarctic. But um, so we were chit-chatting back and forth with messages and I'm on TikTok. <clears throat> okay. I opened up YouTube and what does it send me? This is from an actual news station. And this says, hang on, I got to find me on here. Um, let me just check it on here. I think it says, it said strange sighting caught by trucker on a highway. And this highway, I guess, apparently a young girl very tragically lost her life. I don't know if it was a car accident or she was hit by a car. And when you first see it, like I'm going, like, what is this? What am, what am I seeing? And then they stop it and they blow it up a bit. Shall I play it? We can check it out. Yeah, I'll play it once. I was going to tell you guys, just, to, just for fun, before we, while she's setting this up, but about your phone listening to you. So, Lorley, and, and I don't know if I kept it on my phone, but this is freaking hilarious, just so we can start this out. You started so to tell me, and then we got busy. Yeah, I started, I drove my father to, uh, to, he had to go to the doctor's appointments today, and it was a urologist. Oh, so, on the way there, we talked about stuff. And then on the way back, I asked him how everything was. And he's telling me. And I've got, you know, my phone's on because I'm doing my um, Google Maps so I can get yeah. back home. Yeah. A little while later, after I get home, all of a sudden, I started getting ads on my phone for Depends. And I was laughing <laughs> so hard. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> you think I'm not going to catch that? Oh my I thought God. it was going to be Viagra, you were going to say, because uh, you can get that from a urologist, too. So yeah, no, thank gosh it went that route. I mean, it, I maybe didn't recognize it. This is a kid talking to his father. Please don't send him something silly like that, you know? Yeah, but it was... What you get a message a, from? Oh, it's just Viagra. <laughs> no, it oh, yeah. What's that message from? It depends. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. I'm just like... Oh, but... You know, that's the way it goes. But yet, but yet I can sit in my chair. I probably, my phone probably is freaked out by me though, because I'll sit in the chair I'm in right now. Sometimes I'll do a meditation or I'll get real deep and just kind of, I talk, well, everybody knows who's at a reading with me. I talk out loud to my guides. So I'll sit here and I'll just be have my eyes closed. I'll be talking. We'll be talking about some strange stuff. And I've thought about it. I'm like, I'm waiting for my phone to come back and, and, uh, you know, I was wondering like with what Siri, other... when it says, could you yeah. repeat it? Could you repeat that again, please? And it's like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had my phone do that too. That's what's scary about the phones you guys. And it's not scary. Cause like, I'm one of those people go ahead and look me up and research me and do whatever yeah. you want. And I have nothing that I, I that's mm -hmm. dangerous for me, 
but no I've had in our closets. I've had my phone um, literally just all of a sudden come on and tell me stuff like I couldn't hear you. I what did you say? That's what mine does, yeah. Other stuff, yeah. And I did have it say a name one time out of nowhere. That was a while back, but I had. But my phone was kind of weird at that point. Well, you know what the weirdest thing for me, especially in my previous home, I've got this all queued up when we're ready to play it. And Heather's here. I said, hi, Heather. In the chat, she just popped in. And he says, I love when you're reading. He like tells me who, who you are, validates. I do that now. Learn that from David. Yes. David. When she's talking about, yeah, when I tell people, and this is what you should do. And if any of you have kids or anything, um, or because I know we all want to go to that scary place. I get it. But sometimes when you're in your house, like I tell people, I heard a noise or someone called my name. I'm like, ask them who they are, man. <laughs> Just say who are. I do it all the time. But I will say though, I've had a couple, I've had a couple jump scares. The other day I had one. Somebody said my name real loud in here. And did I tell you about that? That was, I think it was last week. I was just sitting here and I heard my name so perfectly. And then the other time when the cats, when I heard the laughing, that was another oh, one. Yeah, that one was like, oh, I didn't know what that was. Well, you but, know what the freaky thing I was going to say very quickly to add to this? Yeah. Is I, my phone has taken pictures that I did not take. And I, I have. Thank you mentioned that to me. You have yeah. that happen? I haven't had that happen, but you have mentioned that to me. I know my mom does it all the time, but it's always the picture of her uh, purse or something like that because her grabs her phone. That's different. But there are there have been things on people's phones that don't know where they came from. Um, oh, it's creepy. We I still have the photo, and I'm still trying to debunk it. When I find it again, Laura Lee, I'll send it to you. It okay. might be on my part of my mom's. But when my mother's my mother's mom and dad, um, when they had passed, my my grandmother had always said to my mom, "Who's gonna you know put flowers on my you know grave, whatever?" My mom said, "Oh, we will, whatever." And that's and actually I do it all the time. Um, every holiday, everything, I go down to their grave and I take. Um, I changed their flowers out and like in a theme and oh, that's um, nice. I'm sure my grandmother loves that and thinks it's just hilarious. But um, one every time I'm done, I take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. I have one picture. I was there one day with my mom and I didn't even notice it. I took the picture and my mom calls me up later and she goes, David, who was standing behind you in the picture? And I said, no one's standing behind. How can you tell someone's behind me? Because I took right. the picture. What do you mean? There's a shadow there that's not me. Wow. There's a shadow in front of me that's well, I not. I downloaded a video like that to show tonight of a little kid. It's really cool. Oh, good. Yeah, this shadow literally was wearing a hat and it looked it probably it was just the outline of the shadow in front of me. You could see me but there's a shadow next to me and it's not my shadow. It's not a double shadow. My mom was in the car. So I was like, I don't know who that was, but I was, I've spent a lot of time trying to debunk it just because of the fact that it still looks, it still looks like a shadow. Like, yeah. You, know, you don't have it. We could show it. Cause this one, you can't see, I'm looking at it. You can't see. I'm, I, I changed them over. I'll play the video after, since we're talking about pictures. This is a picture that showed up on my phone. If it's going to pop up there. Ooh, I did not take this picture. 
And I know it's hard to see. I'm going to try and blow it up. And you can see there's a face, if I can get it to go down. If it, No, it won't go down. Right at the top, almost left center, um, there is a face in there. And when you see it blown up on full screen or whatever, I don't know whose face that is. I don't know what that is. I that guess it could be. When I first saw it, thank you, Annie said it. When I first saw it, because I thought I could have swore I saw a dove. I thought it was an angel too, Annie, when I saw it. I did. This face is a little creepy, but it's not scary. Like it's very stern. And I called on Archangel Michael a lot when I was in my previous home with all the paranormal activity. Maybe it's Michael coming in to let what was there, like you guys need to get out of here or behave yourself, whatever. Brandy thinks it looks like a cat paw. It's you hard to, to see. I did last week, but I did. No, maybe it was, no, it was Monday night. And I'll try and do that tonight. The videos that I share, they won't let me put it on the live stream, but I have a banner right below for the show. I did it for the Angel Rock too. I posted all the, some people sent some spooky pictures in and we had some spooky stuff and I posted it for people so they could find it. But it's definitely, if you look right, if you're looking at the picture, it's right up at the top where the wing is, look if you can focus behind the wing. There, you can almost see the eyes and the nose. And if you had the picture in front of you on your computer screen, you will see it. It's really interesting. And I did not take this picture. I have oh. no idea. Annie thinks it's an angel. I, well, believe me, we could have used a lot of light in that. I have some crazy pictures. I have crazy stories. Dave, are you looking for the picture? I was joking while you're talking. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I can tell you some of the entities I have seen. Um, now my partner Dell saw almost the exact opposite, but one night I was talking to a friend on the phone. It was they were three hours behind me at West, and they um we were talking on video chat and they go, Oh my god, I love the color of your hair. And it was lighter, kind of blondy brown, sort of. And I said, She goes, What is it? And I said, Oh, the box is in the garbage outside. I'll run right outside. And like I say, it was about two and two, three in the morning. And I go outside and I look across the street. So it's about maybe 15, 20 feet across. There is this massive white glowing wolf. Like I'm getting goosebumps telling you guys, like literally the size of a small bus. I'm not kidding. And it stopped. It was walking very slowly. It stopped and it looked at me like this staring at me and it had glowing aqua blue eyes and all of a sudden my friend's yelling at me Lori, get back in the house get back in the house get back in the house and I'm going why she's going you're not hearing that I go no and I go can you see this and I turn my phone around she couldn't see anything and she's yelling at me to go back in the house and I'm mesmerized by this animal and it's walking it gets to the corner so it probably walks about 10 feet goes across the street so it wasn't a big street it was just a single lane type street and as it goes past our telephone pole about eight feet past it dis disappears so i go back in the house because my friend is freaking out i'm going what are you freaking out about she goes there was all kinds of snarling and growling and i go i didn't hear anything this is what made me really freak out though my eldest kid was in his room still awake and he goes oh mom he goes you just came back in i go yeah and he goes what was going on? He goes, I could hear all this growling and snarling 
that's when I got a little freaked out because my kid did not know why I went outside. He couldn't see what we were talking about very quickly. My partner, Dell, on our security camera, seen something very similar to that, but black on our side of the street with red eyes. So I don't know what these things were, why they were there. I didn't feel any danger when I saw what I saw and experienced any at all. So had lots of freaky things. Did you find it, Dave? You know what? No, I think it's on my mom's phone. Okay. I took it. Yeah, I was trying to find it. And I found the other great pictures, but I didn't find, you know. Well, send me one if you want to send it, because I'm going to put this video back up. It's going to start playing. It always does. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, stop. Okay, good. Now, how do I get this? I'm trying to get it to go back. It's going to be on her phone. I'll find it again. I'll find it sometime, and we'll do it on one of our shows. Okay, hang on. I'm going to have to reload it because it's. Okay. Let's see if I can get it to go back. Stop playing. I okay, had, while you're doing to... that, hi, Nicole. Oh, you got a minute yet? Oh, okay. There yeah, sorry. What I had to do is let it play. It wasn't giving me the play button. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that go ahead, graveyard. Dave, what you going to some... say hi, Nicole? Hi, Nicole. I was going to say that graveyard has actually had a few weird things because. My grandmother in that's buried there, and there's like a it's a really big, huge, pretty um graveyard or whatever they're called. Um hundreds and hundreds thousands of people in there. And um okay. there was a house in there that's like the main office. I had never been in it or anything. Well, during my um during my NDE. One of the things, they there's a bunch of stuff that was done during my NDE that came true afterwards. And the thing was that came true just so I'd realize that it was real where I was. So, but there was this house I went into at that graveyard because it was after I had saw my grandparents during my NDE. I seen all my grandparents were there. And um, somewhere along the line, I walked into that house mm-hmm. and I walked around it. And that was just, I thought was just a dream. And then it was sometime after my NDE, I went there a couple months later to, um, we were going to put some new flowers out. And at that time, this was back in 2016, I think it was at that time, they would remove everything like two or three times a year. Yeah. And I couldn't remember when they removed anything and there weren't any signs up and we're going to put the new flowers out. So I, we drove over to that house and I knocked on the door and she goes, Oh, come in and we'll look for that. It was the exact house I had been in during my NDE. Interesting. Yeah. So I had been for some reason I was in that house in spirit, I guess, if that makes sense. Because I had never been in there before. Yeah, but you so said I, maybe it was to validate things for you when you came back. That's what I yeah. I made a video. Yeah, I made a video about it on TikTok, and it's and it's just a short and, and it's it's pinned to the top of my TikTok, I think. And mm-hmm. um, because it was such a, it got like a, tons of people watched it. I guess just the story of it because somebody had asked me. They said. They asked me about, can you convince me that there's life after death or that we go on? And I, I there's really not much we could, I could say a billion things, but I thought, okay, I was 
I was outside of my body inside a house that was about 45 minutes away from that hospital mm -hmm. that I had never been in before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was the same one, same podiums, same room, same everything that I saw in there. The only thing that was different was the lady who answered the door. I, th I think it, because spirit knows what it, we're not always going to take the same path and we have free choice as you yeah. well know, but they probably knew that this is somewhere you would go. Maybe they knew this was for whatever reason. Maybe you plan. Oh, yeah, they obviously, yeah. Lifetime. I'm going to visit this during my NDE. And then when I go there, it's going to validate absolutely that, yeah, that I was there. this happened. Yeah. Yeah, so I can I I always tell people definitely sometimes you can dream about places that you've never well that you think you've never been and and go. It's kind of like you know there's people who will they'll, they'll it's literally noted like the Anne Frank house that little girl who they took her to Amsterdam or whatever to the Anne Frank house she knew exactly where everything was. She knew all about everything because she told her mom she was Anne Frank. She kept telling it. Did you hear about that one? Yes, I it's, have. It's, but there's lots of kids, cool. lots of kids that do that. Yeah. Yeah, but that was that that was that one, and I thought it was really quite fascinating. So I think, I mean, there is something to it, you know. However, we want to believe, but I'm like, yeah, you might as well I'm just keep your mind near, open. I've studied near-death experiences for so long that, and I'm particularly fascinated. That's why I'd heard of this story because it is quite spectacular of what mm -hmm. you just shared. Oh because yeah, that one was there's no way that a child would know that. And um actually could they've been showing shorter clips of this on uh Facebook, I think in the video clips. I don't know if it's called the ghost inside my child or something. And mm -hmm. all these children who have had past lives that remember them and they share the story, I guess it was a TV series or something, but it always fascinates me because some of these stories are really profound. And for people that don't believe in an afterlife, of course, it's not our job to convince anybody, but you tell us how a little child, a three, four-year-old is telling you what their name used to be and what I used to do. And then as they get older, they start drawing. Like there was one story, she's a rock journalist. Her name is Susan. I forget her last name always. But her son was the architect of the Titanic and went down with the ship and was drawing pictures and correcting when he'd see stuff on TV. Like this is a little kid who's never seen the Titanic. Yeah. There are little kids. There's a lot of little kids in the last like five, mm -hmm. 10 years that have come back and they've been in 9-11. They've yep. been on the Titanic. They have been war heroes. They have been this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. That little girl, that Anne Frank one really struck me because that little girl wasn't, I mean, she wasn't even seven years old, never been to Germany. When they got there, she led everybody to the Anne Frank house. She, she's, how would she know? I mean, she's seven. She doesn't, you know, she didn't have. Yeah, so how that. would a seven-year-old, and then you get yeah. people saying, well, seven, some seven-year-olds can be very precocious and there's the internet. And it's like, no, because these children just don't wake up at seven and start talking about this stuff. Like from the moment they can speak, like most of these parents, when you hear the story from the parent, and don't get me wrong, every parent thinks their child is is the most special, wonderful entity on the planet. And yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way because we do, we're biased and, and whatever, we're the parents. But these parents, you can tell from listening to them, there's something very unique and very unusual about these children when they come back.
And I can't tell you, again, there was one family, they were devoutly religious, like did not believe in reincarnation or anything. And eventually they had to give in. And, and, you know, I think they took, I don't know if it was a daughter, they took her to the place she kept saying she'd been from. Same thing. Fault, knew exactly where to go, um, where little hidden things are. And then there's always that movie, Kate and Leopold. Have you ever seen it with Meg Ryan and um, Hugh Jacks- Jackman? Mm-hmm. I love that movie. He is a prince from back in the day. And I believe it, it's him or it's his butler, Otis, who creates a time machine and he ends up in present day. And then you've, you've never seen that? You've never seen that movie? No, kind of. I might have. Oh, was, you've got to watch it. What's it called? Kate and Leopold. I've heard of Kate and Leopold. I never saw it though. My it's parents- in mind, you know what? Because yeah. it has to deal with present time and going back and time travel and stuff. Oh my, mm. I'm getting goosebumps telling you it. I haven't watched it in a while and it's really. Um, there is a new movie that just came out. I want to see it. It looks like so much fun. What's it called? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. There's these Chinese ladies in it. Um, Is that the, the Jamie Lee Curtis movie? I don't know. It. I, I watched them. I just watched some clips the other day, and I thought and that they looks go into like water paint world and all this other. Because I've heard about it. It's quite strange. But yeah, I it's see really quite strange. Hang on. <laughs> go ahead, Hi, Stuart. I just love, um, I just love those. I like weird movies like that. That's the only thing I can get into. This isn't so much a weird movie, but let's put it this way. And I'm not giving a lot away for people. Towards the end of the movie, Kate sees herself in a picture from the past. And it's a, it's a bit of a love story. And it's a bit of, I don't want to say too much because I'll give it away. But I really, really enjoyed that movie when it came out. And I do enjoy watching it. It's got um, Leif Shriver Shriver in there. And his name is Stuart. He might be the one that built the time machine, I think, in the present time. And he lives below Meg Ryan. They used to be fiancés. And now they broke up. But they live above each other in, like, this house that's like an apartment. And um, yeah, Leopold is this very well-off man and he's at a ball. His uncle, wealthy uncle, is forcing him to marry because they are holding up appearances back. And this is like probably the late 1800s, early 1900s. And he has to pick a wife and he's supposed to pick a wife the night he goes missing with the time machine because his his uncle wants him to marry a wealthy woman because they're about they don't have much of their family fortune left. It's it's quite a story. Like check it out if you can. No, it really I'll is. One day. I am terrible with movies nowadays. Ever since pre fifteen, post two fifteen, twenty fifteen, I I my attention span to watch a movie is literally like five. I don't minutes. watch that many. Like I'm supposed to be watching the movie Hypnotic with ben affleck somebody asked me to watch it for a particular reason i started to watch it and then it's the same thing i just can't sit there normally for a movie like i just can't i don't like going to the theater either like no mm-hmm. um well neil carr and all that we're, we're going to get to these comments, comments. comments. want to read them yeah. let's read sandra's first no, okay yeah okay what do you want to do comments first sure and then what we'll, why did you have something else you want to do nope that's it 
Okay. So Sandra says, as a child, I was frequently seeing places I hadn't been to before, even got my mom out of a traffic jam, remembering the way through a section of town we'd never lived in. That is cool. I when know. I love, seeing, I love seeing uh, the ones. Yeah, because I have an answer to the last part. It goes on down a little bit. So okay. Neil is right. Neil writes, and you can go on to the next one then. A couple of days ago, Look I saw the most amazing... I, I saw uh, saw the most amazing investigation. This young investigator and explorer, Seth, was at some historic house with a half a dozen other investigators. Two of them for, were from TAPS, and uh, they were a couple. When they touched each other like holding hands, the spirits who wanted to come through would have the energy to tap or have footsteps heard. Um, oh, hey, Stuart. Well, we said, hey, Stuart. But I think... And then the last I'm going part too of the far up. I'm going too far up. Hey, okay. So uh Sandra's oh. seen Kate and Leopold. Oh, hold on. Well, this is said, the end of that's what it was. She's right. Just I know there's more to Neil's thing, but she says, Love Kate and Leopold. Kate's ex-boyfriend found a crack in time. Yeah, but he was working on it. I remember that. Uh with the he he was working on this kind of uh stuff. And then it says Leopold invented the elevator and named it out for his butler. Yes. Otis. Now, do you know when you go into elevators? Maybe not so much now, but back in the day, and I remember seeing this OTIS on elevators, a plaque, or like where the buttons were. That yeah. was the guy. Yeah, that that was apparently true. That's why it's named after either the inventor or I don't think it was Leopold, but Otis, I think is the inventor of the elevator, Otis something. Oh. Okay, here's the rest oh, of it. Here we go. Oh, so Neil was saw the other rest of it, the catch you back up. Um, he was watching an investigation and there's two people who held hands at some point. And when they held hands, that's clear. They could hear the tapping and the sounds and everything. And then the last part, he writes, I thought about how back in the day people would hold hands for seances, which no one really does so much anymore. But the talking boards, uh, combined energy may be the key element in communication. Actually, it's a flow of energy, I believe. Um, I think that's what you're talking about, Neil. Um, you know, when people hold hands and it keeps the energy to go because in seances, it used to be if you stopped holding hands, it broke the energy that was going around. I don't know why they don't hold hands anymore. Um, I mean, they do. Because you don't really need to, right? But, well, yeah, but you don't, I guess you don't need to. No, um, what you perceive becomes what you believe and it becomes your reality. Yeah. So if you've got a room full of people that think you got to hold hands. Yeah, right? it's kind of like it's kind of like you guys, anything we do in life, it's kind of like spells or anything like that. You don't literally have to put a ritual behind anything. It's like people ask me that can't sage their house. I'm like, intention will work. <laughs> but what happens is, <clears throat> excuse me. With the energy coming together, and since we're in a physical place doing physical things, um, so we're adding the, um, you know, the 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 rituals or the spells or the incantations or or the or or the um, law of attraction and all that. When we do that in the physical world and do something, I, apparently it it really cements it. Or when you talk out loud. I think um, it's the energy collectively, it, it um, is, yeah. as well as touch, as well exactly. as the number collectively of energy. It strengthens it, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Because when I was younger and spirits used to talk to me and I talked back, I only talked back to them in my head because there's always people around me. 
And whenever I talked back to them in my head, I had to get a handle and kind of search for them again. Does that make sense? I had to look for them again because I wasn't trusting the other energy. I'd be like, oh, that's me answering back, you know? But when I started, when they had me start talking out loud to them, probably uh, eight years ago, talking out loud to them is like the, immediately when I talk out loud to them, you can just feel all this swirling stuff going on. It's like formulating the words back to you. So I, I do like doing the rituals to things. I like doing the rituals. I think, I think the it gives rhyme or reason and it's repeatable. It's almost like yeah. if you're going to do an experiment for research, right? One of the reasons yeah. why things are accepted is because there's a method, basically a hypothesis, a result and a method. And if you follow the method, you should get the same results. And if you can, that's when it starts to become more acceptable research, right? The more people that can repeat yeah, cool. it. I think it's the same thing as this, right? We've got a written ritual passed down through time. We didn't have a computer. We didn't have was, all these things we have now. Somebody mm -hmm. else explained it at some point, and I'd like the explanation, although I can't remember it, but it is basically, it's, it's basically on that. It's, um, it's just doing stuff with something. Uh, it just makes it more fun. I guess that's why we're not just talking heads, like walking just like on the earth, just standing there and thinking about all the stuff we do. We actually physically have to move to go do it. Where in the spirit world, you don't. No, but the, the other thing that people don't realize is how incredibly powerful we are. I actually ran into, wasn't looking for it. I was doing research last week for a show on TikTok, first thing I open, it's Marina Jacoby and she's channeling and she doesn't channel like normal people that I've seen before. And the stuff she was talking about, about human beings and you know how we talk about this in the spiritual world of we're all a part of each other. Hi, Roger Garza. Welcome. Roger. Um, anyways, so where was it going with this? So we talk about us being a part of one another. We really are a part of one another. And I'm not saying this from an ego sense. We, it depends on what your belief system is, whether you want to call it, we would call it source. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. We are part of that. We came from that. We have the same abilities to create, to manifest, to do all these things, right? And then we've talked about the laws of the universe. So, we are capable of all these things, but I think you have to believe in it to be able to, yeah. to get it to work, right? Like, so people yeah. think that you, as a seance, you all have to hold hands. So because people believe that, it becomes so. You see what I, I said or with, yeah. the, with the ritual or whatever it could be. I like Kathy. Um, Kathy Hanley Little says the ritual is a form of meditation. And it is. It's, it's med And meditation is focus, all of that. Doing the ritual is a wonderful way to focus on what you're doing, you know, and really, I like doing stuff when I say stuff. Mm -hmm. I do. I think it's it just, adds. Yeah. I do so too. Howie, I just like, just oh, my ahead, oh, no, I was going to say, it's just my personal preference. It just works better for me when I do something. So, Howie, you were about the third person. I guess I'm going to have to watch this movie that I've heard in about two and a half days. So he says, Somewhere in Time is a 1980 American romantic fantasy drama film from Universal Pictures directed by Jeanette, or Jeanette, maybe Jeanette, Jeanette uh, Schwark, and starring Chris, Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, and Christopher Plummer. It's a film adaptation of the novel 
Bid Time Return from 1975 by Richard Matheson, who also wrote the screenplay. Reeve and Seymour fell in love and had a brief relationship during production. Interesting. Do you know what was one of my favorite movies? That, you know, one of my favorite movies in that I think in, in, a, in a roundabout way, I think it's in a secret way. It explains a lot of things about portals and dimensions mm -hmm. and everything. And that's the movie Time Bandits. Oh, I've heard of that movie. I've never watched it, but it is an amazing movie. It's it's just fun, but but explains they're they're going through portals to um. They're 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 told that they they think that they stole this map from God about how everything goes, and it, but it's a map and they can go from dimension to dimension and portal to portal and steal all the gold and then take it with them so they could just be rich. They don't even know why. I mean they're. But it's the cutest movie. It's the yeah, it's but that's what Marina Jacoby's stuff involves too about utilizing portals to be able to yeah. access all this stuff. Howie says yes, time bandits as well. I want to give Faye a shout out because I was on Roger's show, Roger Garza. They have uh, Latino psychic visions on Wednesdays, and then they have the mugs for you on Saturday. And I joined him a couple of weeks ago. They used to be on our network. They now have taken their well. They they were on Facebook and YouTube, and they've since gone back to Facebook and YouTube instead of on UPRN. And that's okay. They're still very good friends of us, everybody here in the show. But Faye has started a new show called Faye's Angels. And I believe it started yesterday. So I want to give her a shout out. And Kathy reminded me, Faye, I think I told you guys that last night. I left you a quick message and uh, I told her I had a meeting and I did. So I, you're, it's on my list to, of replays to watch this week. So I want to give you a shout out, Faye, about that. Sorry. Go ahead. Thank Do you want you. to read Neil's other comment too, Dave? Yeah, we I down Neil says he downloaded an app that Steve Huff helped to create. Mm -hmm. Steve Huff, we should. I know who he uh, is. Yeah, um, I really liked an explanation that he gave for spirits. They are light energy, no eyes, no body, no brain. We are the conductor and interpret it. In a sense. In a sense, I I don't I what I'm gonna say though, with in disagreement, and I like Steve Huff, right? Each to each their own is that we do have a brain it's just not the brain that we think that we have right like we we're used to having a physical body here but the reason why we're immortal and eternal is if you want to call it the soul whatever you want to call it right but that's the part of who we really are and the essence of it wouldn't you agree because it makes it sound like we're just light floating all around with no thought no <laughs> no no you have there's a there's an ethereal body an esoteric body there's also a plane where you are just pure consciousness too with no mm -hmm. body no brain no nothing you're just pure consciousness that's out there as well it's there's a lot of different everybody thinks I think, and I don't want to kill anybody, and everybody can have their own belief. But from what I know, from my research, from my experience, it's not just heaven. Heaven is a very, very small part. There's a billion other places to go to, a in a billion other dimensions and a billion other everythings. I do like what he said. Steve Huff said, uh, Neil said, Steve Huff said a French speaker will hear a French mm -hmm. spirit speak, a French and American would hear England. That's absolutely true. The funny thing is, too, I talk to people on the other side who did not speak English in life, yeah. but I understand them from here because absolutely. I was, yeah, mediums, what people don't realize about mediums and mediums probably don't realize about themselves is they speak more languages than probably anybody in the entire world <laughs> just because of the fact that they can understand everything. 
Okay, so we got a question, but before I answer, ask, answer, get the question. Okay, just so you know, I don't bring it up anymore, but just to remind you. Okay, so I say I'll highlight you if you're on Facebook, and it works out this way. So this is coming up with Facebook user. Hi. So you have a couple Hi. of questions. You can sign in to StreamYard.com and get them permission quickly. Go StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook, and they'll ask for permission to use your picture and your name. But I know there's lots of people on here that have done that. They keep doing this. Yep. Or you can put your name behind you or you can just remain anonymous. Yeah, or you can be anonymous too. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to give the answer Good first answer. And then to yeah. Roger this time since you answered Neil and then you go right after me. So Roger asks, question to the both of you. Do you believe in attachments as you bring something home from a spirit tour? Um, I'm going to answer that. Can you? Yes. Um, but I think that if you go in there and not everybody comes home and brings home an attachment from a spirit spirit tour and Dave and I've had many conversations about this mm -hmm. on air and off air. So did you build this into the experience you were going to have in this lifetime? Possibly maybe you wanted to understand what that was all about. Um, a lot of times, uh, I believe that energy, not a lot of times, all the time that like attracts like energy. If you're in a lower vibrational state mood wise, energy wise, health wise, maybe you're under the influence of something. Could you be a more likely vehicle for something to attach to you? Yes. But does it happen all the time? No. And you do not need to go on a spiritual tour and be afraid that you're going to bring home an attachment. If you like, you can protect your own energy. I have a video and I don't have a big YouTube channel. One is being very grounded when you go to something like that. The other is it's called a love shield and you create it with love. Go ahead, Dave. I know you're dying to jump in here. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's okay. We Sorry. have a little different opinion on attachments. Me too. I, um, and what Lorelei, we do agree on one thing. Not mm -hmm. everything in the freaking world is an attachment, is an attachment. Not everything's an attachment. Not I do believe that we can pick up stuff from other places. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I I would never go, I would never go on a ghost hunt or someplace that is known to have bad energy because people have put it there and you go there drinking or anything yeah. like that. I you just run that. You just leave yourself open for all kinds of crap. Because know, listen, if I was a spirit and I knew that somebody could hear me because they were drunk, you know, damn well, I'd be having fun with that person. It's just <laughs> going to be, you know, um, I don't think that <clears throat> I <clears throat> did a lot of studying. Not enough. I am by no means an expert on exorcisms throughout my life. I got really, really right after my NDE. Mm -hmm. I had an obsession with exorcisms and not mm -hmm. next, but it was an, ex, an obsession. A lot of people wouldn't want me to hear. My obsession was um, I tried to prove it to myself. And I was like, I literally am like, nope. The bad thing is just from being in the spots that I was on the other side and knowing something which I can't validate to you. I can just tell you that it's my knowing and my belief is that a lot of exorcisms and a lot of things that were done way, 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 way back then were not, they did not have a demon in them. Some of these people had mental illness. Some of these people had other things and that's what they blamed it on. And that carried through for a while. Do I think people can be possessed? No, I do believe they can be influenced. 
I'm jumping in here. Okay. So you guys know I usually give my favorite YouTube channels a shout out. I'm going to do it. I follow true crime. You guys know I do. I'm going to give uh, Grizzly True Crime and uh, Surviving the Survivor. If you're a true crime fan, a lot of us in the paranormal world also seem to follow that as well. But my my boys, they've already listed. I'll be in the live tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the Foreman Brothers with Paranormal Nightmare. Those guys have gone out of their own pocket to help people all across the U.S. because of what they went through as small children. I don't know. Take a look. They film it, and they film it live. I truly believe these guys do not fake things because they've gone somewhere, and there's, there's nothing. There's nothing, okay? You listen to some of these stories because the one last week, a little girl, she had horrible parents, and she was murdered. And she was abandoned in a drug house. I believe it was in Idaho. There are pictures that little girl has been caught on camera. There were all kinds of things. And the lady that went there that was a paranormal investigator, very caring, very maternal. That little girl followed her home. And she was having some personality changes and all kinds of things. Did she need an exorcism? No. Um, did they work with the little girl? Yes. Did they clear it? Did they do what they needed to do? I think they did. I've seen other places where there are things. And the reason why I give them a shout out um, too, like I, the paranormal files, uh, Colin Brown and his family. Um, I don't think they manufacture evidence. He does get super hyper excited when something happens. He needs to kind of tone that down a wee bit. And then same as uh, twin paranormal. They get super excited and they do these two young guys. I'm sorry. I love them dearly watching them, but they do dumb stuff. Colin did a blood ritual with yeah, his brother-in-law and his dad over a Ouija board. Well, I, I'm not saying that a lot of stuff happened, but there are some interesting things. And I think, I think that we need to be aware of it all. I'm not saying you have to believe in it. We create what we believe. So the reason I say about like when I'm talking this about possessions and stuff, I don't create this little girl coming home and what happened. And I'm telling you, all I'm suggesting to people is you've got your belief and I've got mine and that's okay. But how, how yeah. people check it out and see what you think when you watch. I watch those guys. I like those guys. There's probably the only ones that I really like that much. I like them too real. because I really think they're real. And oh, they but, but what I'm saying is I'm not seeing, I'm not, if somebody says to me, David, this person's possessed and I see this person going nuts and all that, I wouldn't sit here and go, no, they're not. They're stupid. They're acting it out. I would not say that because I understand that we do create our own experiences. But I and we could have very well have like you, we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, you could very well have wanted that experience or wanted to or show like that my experience. experience. Like I yeah, always yeah. looking for the paranormal. It found us. But you asked me this, and I remember this, and quite clearly, I agreed with you that. Lord, do you possibly think you had this experience because maybe you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now? And I agree with you 100%. That has to be one. And see, to me with possessions, see, I don't see them as possessions only because spirits from teaching always told me there's only room for one soul in the body. Although they have told me this, and this is why I say I'm always, I would never say something to somebody who is doing something because the thing is, I merge with spirit when I do like my lives with um, in front of a group. Mm -hmm. I merge with them and literally they come close enough where, I mean, I've I've been just sitting here doing the reading and 
my body will be doing what that person was doing. And I've been called out there. Like, um, I was, I remember one time, uh, up in Virginia, I was channeling this, well, not channeling, but I was just doing this reading and talking to this spirit. And when I get into it, I get really into it. And I'm really open and really trusting with spirit. I don't know. Could be a bad thing. Could be a good thing. Who knows? Uh, across that bridge when it happens. But I was sitting there talking to this woman and my foot, like somebody was giving me a, uh, what is that called? Where they hit your knee with a hammer? Reflex? Reflex, yeah. Check my it. left foot kept going, kicking and kicking and kicking. And I was laughing. I, I kept hearing this woman laughing. And I said to the woman I'm giving a reading for, I'm like, she will not let go of my leg. She said, I'm supposed to show you the kicking and kicking and kicking. And she said, she used to trip everyone who walked by her. That was her thing when she was alive. Uh, just a funny, weird woman. And she took control of my leg to have me kick because I wasn't under. I wasn't understanding something though when you said there's only room for one soul in the body. I agree with you, but people that I have seen, and I'm not even gonna call it a demon, because everybody you makes can merge. like you demon can merge. something negative that should not be here that is lower vibrational energetically. What I have seen to people that have been involved with this is it's not necessarily when we call it an attachment or possession. Okay. What it is, you've got something negative and if it understands how a human being works, what they do, and you have experienced this, I have experienced this, anybody that does mm -hmm. mediumship has where you've had spirit wake you up in the middle of the night. You're having a dream. I know I have wake up. You need to write that down or whatever. Okay. So what I yeah. have seen with people is what these negative lower vibrational entities do is they wear you down. They don't wow. let you mm -hmm. sleep. They're nattering at you all day long. And it's not positive things. Like we talk to spirit all day long, but not negative okay then they're yeah. not able to eat or it gives them it makes them feel depressed it makes them feel sick it so it, it influences the normal functioning of what a human being should be to the point where you are so lowered physically mentally emotionally even socially that that's how it sort of digs it if you will it's claws in it's i i look at it almost like a parasite like it's like you know what I mean? It's not going into you, but it's attached to you. And if it is even just feeding off your energy, whatever it is, yes, I think that can happen. I do. Yeah, I don't think can, it goes into you, though. No, I think you can merge with it. And like I said, I mean, if you if you are in a low vibration, a low vibration is not a bad thing, you guys. Low doesn't mean negative. Low mm -hmm. is just certain feelings we have, like sadness. It's a low vibration. It's hard to get through sadness. I think when we're in super low vibrations, if there's another spirit of in that of a low of a low vibration, they might just want to go. Oh, they're kind of like me. Get real well, think close. About think about a criminal yeah. who's out to look to rob somebody. Okay, and again, I'm not an expert in this; just research, and I don't ever want to be a, a participant in it. But yeah. as I understand it, and think about it logically, a criminal is looking for a victim going down the street. Who are they going to be looking for? Somebody that's distracted, has their headphones on, can't hear anything, or maybe they're smaller, they're weaker, maybe they've got a, you know what I mean? Like I walk with a cane when I'm out. What I'm saying is they're looking for somebody to pick on, somebody that is physically strong and aware of their surroundings, whatever else. They're probably not going to want to pick a fight with them. 
is what I'm saying. And that's almost how I feel like with these lower vibrational entities at times, they're looking for somebody, but it's energy they're looking for. It's not necessarily physical attributes. Physical. Like, say, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. It's, it's all about the energy. Because mm -hmm. I don't think ghosts really care about physical attributes at this point. No, but that's what I think attracts if you're looking to feed off something, if you need that type of energy, right? Yeah. You're going to go to something that like attracts like. Hey. It's a lot easier than somebody. Yeah. Their energy as, is good. They're grounded. You know what I mean? And as people, and as real people, and as people, we do that all the time. I mean, we like to hang out with people that make us feel good. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, when you make out with people who make you feel bad, your life sucks. You know what I mean? Like people are I like, why is my life so terrible? Well, I met five people that you hang out with on a, on, they always say that you're like, of, I think it was, it's like, you're like three fourths of the sum of the five people closest to you. Yes. Forrest. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you hear that too? Well, you, you're supposed to become the most like the people you spend the 90% or more of your time with. And it doesn't necessarily have to be family. It could be people at work. It could be anybody anybody you spend the bulk of your time with five, five of those people, their top five, you're supposed to develop many of their yeah. attributes and what. That's why I only talk to people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God forbid. There are people I do not want to be like. And I make short work of them when I have to talk to them. I'm like, I'm not like you. Yeah, but Go you know on. what? I seen a friend of mine who was just, I had actually named it for him when he explained what was going on. And I said, I think I, I said I, what I would probably call it is the dark night of the soul. Sometimes that happens, not always, but to some people when they go through a spiritual awakening, especially more as an adult. And um, I noticed he posted something recently about the more, I become involved with my spiritual path, the smaller my friend circle gets. And in a way, no, I'm not saying people have to cut their friends off, but what you will find is, and it, I'm not trying to make it sound elitist, and I know you understand this, David, but yeah. people listening, but you will find that if you're, it doesn't matter what you do, people will notice that you're changing, you're evolving. And if you're working on yourself and you're working on healing things and getting a more positive attitude, and maybe, maybe you've got, we all need healing. Okay. So once say, even if you chose not to drink and everybody around you drink drinks, for example, even doesn't even have to be spiritual, right? You'll hear people say, well, you're not fun anymore. You don't drink. You're not this. You. So you, you just naturally kind of grow and evolve away from the people, sometimes from people when you make a big life change. And I know that that's part of when you're sort of following your spiritual path. Sometimes you do have to take a look at people around you that you maybe will drag you down, like you said, maybe, maybe you know, not. I did it yesterday, yeah, because yesterday I had, um, oh, you don't forget my day. Let's do these comments, because I saw some We've really got good tons. I'm dying to read them. Well, okay, I first know, of all, you asked us about mirrors. I believe a mirror could be a portal, but again, I'm going to keep saying this over and over and over from spirit. What you perceive becomes what you believe, and it becomes your reality. So if you think every mirror is a portal, guess what? It's going to be a portal. It's like the old saying, or it's you, gonna you can or you can't, you will succeed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because remember every... Um, Spirit had said something really weird to me one day and real <laughs> one day, it's like every day, but it was, it had to do with, 
if you take a truth and an untruth from a certain perspective, they're both correct. Mm -hmm. Just from your perspective. You know where that matches is something you've been saying, and I never considered it from this perspective. Things that say we, I'll use myself, that I might consider evil or you or us as a whole, but say it was an alien, for example, and we thought it was yeah. an evil alien. Well, where they are, where they come from, it's not evil, right? It's all yeah, in the eyes of the holder in perspective. You said that. I didn't say this. Yeah, I said that. Yep. I, I said, yeah, and all, and because I've had people, I've, there's been, there's some weird spirits out there who have done some terrible things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you, you know, like regretting it? They're like, no, why? What do you mean? I felt good to do it. So for them, it did. I know it's weird. I was telling Laura Lee, Spirit had always taught me that everything, every energy is a neutral energy until we endow it with positive yeah, yeah. or negative. And that's just basically how it goes. Mm -hmm. And and it's all, it's all depends on the person. I'm pretty open to a lot of stuff. I mean, there's some stuff, if it's harmful to people, I usually try to stay away from it. But <laughs> I, did you hear me say usually? Yeah. Hey, I'm here. So I had to plug my computer in. It was unplugged somehow. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but anyway, we're pretty open about stuff. We, um, my mind has changed on a few things. When I had my NDE, it was absolutely nothing like what I was taught from other spiritual people. It was not like any of that. It was better. Um, so, but it wasn't like what I read in books. It, I used to, I remember reading when I was younger, I was, I read, um, some of um oh gosh sylvia brown's books on the uh, other side that her guide talked to her and i read all these things and i as reading them i thought oh this sounds cool but you know still when i was even reading them before my nde i thought eh okay I, I i can't disbelieve it because this is her perspective or this is the perspective she's getting but when <laughs> when i had my nde i'm like uh it's almost like for that split second, you're looking around, you're going, wait, this isn't what she said. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, but I did also learn from my NDE is that when you leave here, it is based a lot on your belief system that you have accumulated throughout here. So if you had no belief system, like I didn't, I didn't have anything concrete that I believed in. I didn't have like heaven. I already knew there wasn't a hell. I, I didn't know about the other stuff. When I went there, it was like, I didn't want to go to some stupid green earth with plants all over it. I'm like, no, screw that. I'm going to the sky, dudes. And that's where I, you know, and I spent a lot of that time you there. You know what, though? You're right about this because I was having a conversation with someone today and they were sharing a point of view. Somebody had said to them that living and dying is painful to a human body. And I, I remember that really lighting up for me as I was reading this comment. And I said, well, I think it's in the eyes of your perception, because yeah. if you believe that life is hell on earth, you believe that it's painful in physical body and whatever in death, that whatever it may be, that even that saying, yeah. you're going to experience it. Like you said, it's the same yeah. thing when you pass away. And so, I mean, I've worked a lot in palliative care and I, I, again, just from experiencing being around, and I hate to say it sounds very morbid, but I've been around hundreds of people that have died. And I can tell you being there with somebody who's passed from this earth going transitioning back home, it is not 
horrible and awful and no and even the parts even the parts that are like if you have a sickness before you go it's not something you remember well, that's you, why i was going to add even yeah. if you are sick and you know somebody you're under care and somebody's trying to manage your pain or whatever that moment that you leave this this earth even if it's just the last few seconds when i've been there it's very peaceful very yeah, I had sepsis and pneumonia and I was really, really sick, you guys. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's the only part that I remember is having that. I don't remember being in the hospital. I don't remember healing from when they broke all my ribs open. I don't mm -hmm. remember healing from, it looks like a shark bit me on the side. I don't mm -hmm. remember any of that pain. It's just not there for me. So, so, um, maybe the physical body. Yeah. If somebody smacked, hit me in the back of a head with a pipe. I'll probably go, ow, oh, hi, everybody. How are you? Okay, I'm back. And, you know, that's that'd be different. That's that's to me. I'm like not saying it's not painful. I was more or less even focusing on this perspective that living and dying is painful. painful. If you tell yourself yeah, that, you're going to get that. You're right? going to get that. Yeah, exactly. You say you can or you can't, you will succeed. So yeah. um, we've got quite a few comments here. Sandra had to go off to bowling. So Sandra, Happy thanks bowling. for being here. Um, hang on. I, I did want to, I've seen yeah. Neil's comments here and stuff, but there is one I do want to address quickly. Two, two of them, actually. One of them is the movie Sybil with Roger had asked about. The movie Sybil is not about possession. It is what used to be called multiple personality disorder. It's now called dissociative personality mm -hmm. disorder. And we could do a whole show on that, but it does not involve the paranormal. It yeah, involves somebody who has experienced extremely, extremely, extremely traumatic, painful childhood, and they've learned to disassociate from their body when they experience the things that they do, and they Literally. end up developing other personalities, which are in that world, as I understand it, called an alter but it does not have anything to do with the paranormal. Yeah. And did you know what, too, for people who do have personality disorder, we are all not so far from Sybil. We aren't. Because, I mean, how many different personality traits do we have? I mean, not like that. Not what they're per, per, uh, portrayed. But but we're aware I, of that. I call that. Yeah, we're aware. Oh, yeah, they're probably not aware. We aware. wear masks. Right, like we yeah, wear mask. Okay. Mask, yeah. our work mask, our that's a better way, brother or yeah. sister mask, and not everybody isn't aware, but there are a lot of people because that's why it's called dissociative, right? Because we disassociate from whom we are in regular yeah. life for whatever reason, and there are some really interesting people on YouTube who have chronicled what their journey is, and oh what God. they go through, and how they manage it, and um. I, I certainly would not want to be somebody that was going through this, but <laughs> I wouldn't either. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I, and you, you made that. That's right. Cause it's not like, I'm not saying that we have it or we're like it and there's is nothing. I'm just saying. Oh, I didn't think should, you said that at all, Dave. We, should, all. You know, we should never ever judge mental illness because mm -hmm. we have, we have really nothing to base it off of unless we have it. I mean, we don't know what that well, person's going. I think it breaks my heart, though, looking at it and looking at it more deeply, because that was a really profound movie when that came out in the 70s. Yeah. I wasn't a teenager then, but I remember it in a book. For the reason why 
this happens to people. That's what breaks my heart. When you find out why a child has to disassociate and so many times that it ends up developing into multiple personalities to be able to cope with life. Yeah. Now there was a movie that I saw when I was about 14, which I shouldn't have been watching, but you got to think when I was 14 it was a very, very long time ago, a different time, but it was like, we used to have, you know, like we have Cinemax. Well, back then they used to have like Skinemax or whatever, or they'd show when I was like 14, it was like very, very soft core, you know, adult rated movies. Well, there was one movie that some of you might've heard of and you might've, you might've heard of it because actually the movie, if I can remember, was really good. The storyline is, and it's a movie called Sometime Sweet Susan, where yeah. a, um, a, a, woman shows up at a, um, a uh, an institution, um, psychiatric institution, and she's put in there because she has two personalities. And she had one personality as Sweet Susan, which she was very shy and caring. It's like, you think she was beat up or something like that, or all this other stuff. But then every, during the movie, another personality would come out. And it was like this nasty, you know, mean girl, bad girl. And she, and that's where all that, you know, the adult stuff came in when she went into that. Yeah. They go through this whole movie trying to decide. And they keep saying in the movie how she's going into this, um, that, that, that trampy person because she's trying to express something that she's hiding within herself only to find out at the end of the movie, the trampy person was her real personality and sweet mm -hmm. Susan was the one she went into that was different outside of it. It was really quite profound. And I was like, wow, what a, what a cool thing. I, I am glad I don't have that because like you said earlier, I think the difference is we wear the masks. We're aware we're wearing a mask, but mm -hmm. for some people they're not aware. Mm -hmm. and I guess well, and like I said, it usually comes from, mostly dug into this quite a bit and looked at it and it comes from extreme profound trauma abuse you name it as a child and it's so sad there was one story i was reading and or no i think it was on youtube and she's we won't get off we got a bunch of paranormal stuff to get back to but just to end it on this note and she was talking about what it was like because she really didn't have any warning when she would sort of switch into an altar. But she, she was talking about in one day some of the altars she had slipped into. But the worst for her was she woke up the next morning with a tattoo that she never remembered getting. Oh, no. One of her yeah. altars had gone to get it. <laughs> that, now, that's weird because I used to freak out when I blacked out when I was younger and I drank mm -hmm. too much. Can you imagine mm -hmm. not drinking at all and just waking up going, uh, where, this where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at the disease. But no, it's like, I know. It's she had awful. a sense of humor about it. That's why oh, I'm nice. laughing. Okay. So okay. I'm in the back because somebody. Hello, Marshall and health. Some two new people joined. So I'm just going to give a quick hi. Christopher James and Marshall Martin. Yeah, Christopher. Um, yeah, he comes here quite often. Hi, Marshall. Oh, yeah, Christopher. Uh, I'm going to get to his comment in a sec, but I wanted to go back. You know, I keep forgetting to do because we get into these deep discussions and it always flies by. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Thing at the Foot of the Bed with myself, Laura Lee Podfin, and my amazing co-host and good friend, David Hansel, on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Anyways, I wanted to get back to this because I think it's important to point this out. You see what you think. I think you're going to agree with me about this. Um, Now, Kathy had said, and I respect what you say, Kathy. You said, I feel no one should use, and you meant Ouija board because it's corrected below. Well, actually, she's correct. Nobody should use a wedgie board. (laughs) (laughs) We're not laughing at you. But, okay, I tell this story. I'll try and make it very quick. Say somebody hears that a chainsaw is very good. We'll call him Joe. Joe fears that it's amazing a chainsaw to cut down a chain link fence. Somehow, miraculously, he heads to Lowe's or the local hardware store or wherever. He gets a a chainsaw. He comes home, decides he's not going to read the instructions. He's going to just throw them out. Somehow, maybe it's electric. I don't know. He's able to get it working. He goes up to the chain link fence and he goes to cut the chain link fence. And he is shocked as all get out when the chain link fence or um, or the cha- chainsaw kicks back and cuts his arm off. Now, is the chainsaw evil? No. What the problem is, is Joe didn't do his research. Joe didn't learn any safety things about the chainsaw. Joe didn't didn't read the instructions. He didn't learn anything about it. He just jumped in there because he heard and he saw that the chainsaw was good to cut down a chain link fence, which it's not. That's what I, how I feel about a Ouija board. It's no different than a pendulum. It's no different than many other types of communication devices, but I would not be jumping on a Ouija board without people showing me properly how to open and close the session. Do I use them? No. Do I make them? Yes. Um, but to each your own, it's a communication device and tool. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I, I can feel you. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's good. The Ouija is the Ouija. Is, now I'm the same as Laura Lee. Mm-hmm. Do I, do I use a Ouija board? No, I don't really feel, I don't need to. I mean, not that I don't need to, I'm being smug. I just, I just never come across where I, where I want to buy one or nothing. I don't find them evil. I do find the people who use them to be af- absolutely stupid sometimes. Um, and, and I agree with Laura Lee. It's one of those things. It's, it's the same as a pendulum. I knew a lady who her son died and she kept doing a pendulum and she kept getting every, she, she, she heard about pendulums one day and she was deep in grief and she started saying her pendulum was telling her to do stuff. And she was saying it was her son and some of the, and I knew that that wasn't true because some of the stuff she said the pendulum was telling her was very negative things. And I'm like, honey, that's, that's don't do that. Exactly. I'm still me. here. I'm going to grab a pendulum for you. Guys. But um, I do, I'm not crazy about Ouija boards, but I do I feel that. If you, yeah. But I do feel that if you don't know how to use a Ouija board, then you need to do research or, or something. Um, Brandy had said, Brandy, I forgot about that. Remember when I was talking about my leg moving? When I was talking about my leg moving, Brandy Hi, Michelle, Christine. Hi, Jonathan. I'm going to yell. I want to show them something about a pendulum. You go ahead and talk, and then I'm going to show them. Okay. Oh, real quickly, Brandy said, I remember the gallery reading you did. You had the mannerisms of the person you were communicating with. I loved it. The lady said your hand gestures. Um, I was just like her family members. Yeah, that happened. That does happen to me. That's, But I don't suggest 
anybody letting a, a spirits come in real close to you like that, it's it's just like the Ouija board we're talking about. I know what I'm doing, and I spent a lot of my life pretty much protecting myself, and I know how to do it. Um, not that there's a there's any fear behind it, and that's another thing too. I never have went into a reading with any kind of fear. And like Laura Lee says, since I'm not going into it for fear, since I'm not looking for fear, since I don't care about fear, I most likely won't experience fear. Plus you're grounded. Yeah, plus I'm always grounded like Laura Lee says. Or whatever you want to call it, and you're in a high vibrational state. I want to yep. show you guys, this is a pendulum, has an angel. This just, oh, sorry, I got a, oh, backwards, sorry. It's got an angel on it. I use them. I use them only for crystal Reiki because I'm going to show you what the problem is. And I was telling a friend this. Hi, Michelle, Christine. That's my beautiful cousin. And Jonathan is here too. So once you're able to do things with energy, okay, I'm going to tell this to move back and forth. I'm not moving my arm. Now I'm going to ask it to stop. <laughs> Now I'm going to ask it to turn. I moved my arm there. Sorry, guys. I'll start over. I'll try and if I do it here, you guys won't be able to see it. Normally, I'll try holding it like this. So now I'm going to ask it to turn around in circles. Now I'm going to ask it to stop. When I did this on a on a podcast once, the people were freaking out, going, "Oh my God, she's a witch!" And no, because once you understand about energy and what have you. So it's very difficult for me to use a pendulum to get a correct answer, especially if I have a vested interest in it. When I'm using it for crystal Reiki, I have no vested interest. I'm just checking the status of somebody's chakras. But my point is, they're very easy to manip You can use your body as a pendulum when you're out, if you needed to. Yeah, okay? Your body is a pendulum. Yeah, it is. A pendulum. So the point is, it's a communication device, just like a Ouija board. If I, I usually you have drawn a circle, A, B, C, D, all the way to uh, Z or Z, as you guys say, put it in the middle and ask questions and it'll spell things out. It's no different. They've been, it's same as people were talking about talking boards with the seance. What do you think those were? Ouija yeah, boards. Ouija mm -hmm. boards. They all are. Do you know what? I do a control for every definition I do, except for cards. I, I don't use a control mm -hmm. for that. I do a control like like what Lori Laura Lee did. She looked for that. I will I when I every time I pick up my pendulum because I for me it's always different. <laughs> when I pick up my pendulum, I always just hold it really still, and I always just say, "Is my shirt black?" Like if I'm wearing a black shirt, and you should do that. And if I do goes, no. too. If it goes back and forth, I'll go okay back and forth. I ask my shirt's black, and I'll say, "Is my shirt blue?" And if it goes the other way, then I'll know. Okay, now I know my okay, yes. Well, I know what I do to cut cut it happen. easy. Show me yes or balance, please. Show me no or unbalanced. Show me neutral, and it'll show me. But I do I'll, check it because I'm using it for to check to see if somebody. Exactly. See, then I do the third. Then I do the third question. I do a third control. That's okay, where okay. I got it. And I'll tell you, I use this. I do this in Ouija boards too, you guys. And I know it's, and it sounds terrible. It sounds like, oh, that David, he's so skeptical. But I want to be. Because I, the evidence and proof we give you guys, I want it to really hit home for you. So I'll ask if my shirt's black. It'll go back and forth. And then I'll ask if my shirt's blue. And then I'll go back and forth. And I'll say, I'll pick something in the room. And I'll say, I'm looking at something in the room. Um, is what I'm looking at silver 
And then if that's the question, and if it does a yes and it's a no, I'll be like, nope, wrong. It's my controls off already. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, don't you get a feeling sometimes when you pick up your divination, sometimes don't you get a feeling that like everyone, like I never. I'm going to grab another divination tool. I want to add something quickly before you ask me, Christopher James, chainsaws are not made to cut metal. That would be a hacksa. Exactly. Why do you think I use that example? That's how ridiculous it is. The guy it didn't do research or anything to find out that, yes, chainsaws should not be used to cut a chain link fence. I don't know if you popped in on the whole story or not, but he shocked us all get out that that the chainsaw cut his arm off. Now, is the chainsaw evil? That was the point. No, the chainsaw is just a tool. Right? Yeah, the chainsaw is a tool. And the person using it was a total tool. I was um, just I do. <laughs> I do a, um, you can do a control with a Ouija board too. If you're playing a Ouija board with people you don't know, okay, or like like that, you can ask a question like, you know, oh, you know, is my aunt, you know, is someone here with me that knows me? And you got all these answers. If you want to throw everybody off, you can say something like, what color was my Aunt Jean's eyes? If you say you know my Aunt Jean. If you're with people who don't know you, they're not going to be able to move the board any special way because they won't know where to go with it. So you can test people on that. I've played Ouija board with a couple of people who I caught, um, literally caught. I mean, it was so, it was, it was, I mean, they turned the lights down really low and they did all this other stuff. I got mine too. But um, these are a communication device. People found water, electrical lines. We had we did a course on this. Uh, my co-host, when we used to do stuff on this pro uh, show, um, on this network, sorry, uh, Seraphine. We taught people how to, sorry, fuzzies in it. Taught them how to make divining rods. They're all just communication devices, but you have to know how to use them and how to close the session, as well as how to... Um, you know, protect your energy and things. You're not going in in a place of fear. Jane, I love what you said here. And yes, she goes, I used a pen pendulum to test buying cat and dog food. That's where if if you're a little self-conscious or you don't. Yeah, there's Davis. I, I have, have so many of you them. Guys, Do you think I'm I not, find I, matching ones? I finally found matching ones. I'm like, going to tell you guys something. And I well, hate to just be finish jerk, this. but I... Okay, just, go just ahead. one thing. I was just going to add because she's talking about a pendulum to test buying cat and dog food. If you're self conscious, that's what I was just going to say. That's where you would use your body as a pendulum. Go ahead, Dave. Or did you? Because Jackie Lane's asking us, do either of you know anything about crystal balls? Yes, we do. We know lots. And you can use water as well in this. Um, um, crystal ball. Crystal ball. <laughs> oh, David went to grab his. Yes, we do. It's okay. called scrying. And yes, it's called scrying. Yeah, I love scrying. You guys, scrying mm -hmm. is awesome. But I tell people you can scry into a Q-tip if you don't have any. I was just going <laughs> like that. You could use smoke. You could use water. Um, you can use a crystal. All yeah. you're doing really is getting into a meditative okay. state yeah. and mm -hmm. interpreting what you're able to visualize. And it, it's not hard. Once you understand about energy, and I try not to sound elitist because it's not elitist. Anybody could do it. Like I yeah. showed you guys with the pendulum. I, and I told you when I move my arm, I move my arm. Normally I've got it stabilized up here so I don't move my arm. And I'm telling it what to do by focusing energy. It's that easy. You just got to practice. Yeah. You can use a necklace, anything. 
-hmm. Yeah, you can use an actual thing. What with this, I used to light a real small candle. Oh, cool. So you got the flame too. Yeah, and I put the flame into the ball and help my focus. Now, mm -hmm. when people used to say, What do you see in the crystal ball? Here's the deal with the scrying. You're not actually really seeing it in the crystal ball. Your mind's eye, though, can make it seem like it's kind of there. But you're seeing it in your mind's eye, just like, but it's very, very strong. So everybody says, how come you can see it in the crystal ball and we can't see it in the crystal ball? It's because the crystal ball is your mind's eye, is what you're seeing. Now, I, I want to say about a theta wave um, meditative state, almost when you're staring in, into the ball. I, I really do believe that. I do. I go into theta really easy. It took, um, it took, I used to practice doing it and there's a bunch of stuff you can do, but I just go into it really easy. What I was going to say about divining rods and I don't want to be all stick in the mud, but I'm going to tell you, cause I've seen this on TikTok. Oh, and whenever yeah. I see this, on, whenever I see this on TikTok, I will block them in 10 seconds flat. They have people sitting in the car asking questions going, Oh, I mean, and these people are answering some questions that I wouldn't answer if I got it directly from spirit because it's not my business. Mm -hmm. And they'd be asking stuff like, do I have cancer? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And then they, and then they go on to the next question. Is my mom, have, is she going to die soon? Oh, it says, yes. I'm sorry, hon. Okay, next one. Oh, yes. Oh, no, you're not going to be with your boyfriend. And they're doing, they're using this. What I don't know what they're doing to get that answer or where they think that's what these are actually used for. I mean, they can be used for spiritual stuff, but um, like Laura Lee, if she used them, she would know what she's asking for and she would know what to ask and she would know I, what, you know what I use these for, honestly. And I, I need to brush back up on it. I took this course with Marie Diamond and it's called Diamond Dowsing. And it teaches you where there might be ley lines and yep. say energy cracks or portals or things like that. Um, and it teaches you how to heal it with copper and things. But this is how you, it, and I'm making it sound very simplistic. It's a, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. She talks to you about how to create, and you don't need this for to create portals of light or anything. Should you want to assist somebody that has decided, because we ne none of us are stuck here for the rest of our lives, if you yeah, don't so. cross over. But sometimes you need a little help or you might need a yep. little bit of light. She, it's a really excellent course I took with her. That's the only time I use, or or if you want to fool around with them, you can take them out. You can make your own with coat hangers. That's why we talk these to ones, how to do it. These yeah. ones are for, these ones are for finding, um, I'm not going to say Native American. That's the first time you think, these are Native American. Then. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, a stick is what they used to use, mm -hmm. a triangle stick. But mine, um, I have used this, <clears throat> you can find energy you can find wells. You can find water. You That's can what I was going to say. You could find your water line in your front yard if you wanted yeah. to. Mm -hmm. You can find a body underneath the ground. And, and I don't know why more people don't use them. If you're a seasoned professional in this, I don't know what it is, but these can these can locate the energy of people. Did you ever, You can take another person. Some people, you can walk towards people, and these will just spread out as you walk towards them. Or they'll spread inwards. I'm they, trying to they, think what this thing is called. Maybe you'll know. I was going to look it up because we were we did a bit of a class, Seraphine and I, when we 
it was free. We taught people how to do it. We told them what to come with and taught them how to do this. But it was called, I think it was called a Boinger or something. And it's thing, it came from Norway before divining rods. Because they used to be called, it used to be called water witching and things. Because I see yeah. how there's like, you use willow branches, which you can to find a source of water on the farm. But it was called a Boinger. And I think it came from Scandinavia. And it was like, almost like on a spring with a little ball at the end, but it was the same thing. You'd hold it and it would point to wherever you, like if you were looking for water or what, because we're electrical or Marshall, Marshall says I've used them to find an underground electrical fault. Yes. I like what Roger said about the crystal balls and the scrying. And it reminded me of the movie Poltergeist. Actually, Roger, he said, I used to use an old 60 inch TV to do scrying. But you know what? Scrying, I, 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 I see that. I, I totally get I why cool. you do yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's a great way to scry. I've, I've, he says for I'm his psychic kidding. readings, he really did use yeah. an old TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just kicked my cat in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> Not an accident. It's Marvin. Hey, Kevin. Because hey, he's Kevin. Here. He's here a little bit early. But yeah, but well, there we go. We just went right into like divination. Divination is fun. It's it's absolutely beautiful. We could I would do say a whole show, Dave, if people want. Yeah, we, we could. could if anybody ever wants it, I love divination. I had to say though, like yesterday, which is funny. I was telling Laura yesterday. Somebody, I was doing my live on TikTok yesterday, yes, and yeah. I you just get you you get all kinds of people. But I'm doing this live and I'm doing readings now. When I do my TikTok live. When I go up to the woods, I'll bring my cards with me. The reason I bring my cards is that people like to see the cards. And usually people always go, can I have a card? That's the first yeah. thing they always say yeah. when they go in there. I'm like, I don't have cards. I'm going direct. I'll tell people I'm going direct. If I say I'm going direct, that means I'm just going to sit here and listen to these guys. But people like cards. So sometimes I'll put my focus into cards. And some girl comes on there and she goes, Oh, you're using cards? I don't need to use cards. And I said, you don't need to be in my live either. Why? <laughs> Whatever, smart Alec. Um, I don't need cards either. And you know what? In, in, and it's been told by spirit so many times. For, for certain people, they'll tell you sometimes it's a crutch. But it's not for all people. It's not for all. It but was my security blanket. And everybody will now remain unnamed. One of my mentors from that group pushed me and said, you're using it as a security blanket. And was I? Yep. Yes. Yep. So, do I got, no. so now I use them when I want to use them. Mm -hmm. So I used to do the same thing a long time ago. I could not get it. I could not do a reading if I didn't have a card to give me the inspiration. Mm -hmm. But once you learn everything that goes the right way, when people, when I'm doing a reading, like people are sitting in front of me or whatever, and I just see the name. I automatically just focus right into the energy. I don't use a card anymore, but sometimes cards are fun. It's it's yeah. And the reason why, and Dave and I do it in third, because I used to say to people once upon a time ago, when I'd have the time to do free one question readings live on Facebook. And I would say the more specific you can be, the more specific spirit can be, but it's really easy when you've got a whole, like Dave, you had well over a hundred people. I, I didn't join them and I should have, I was in the middle of resin stuff. But anyways, um, when you've got people and they're asking questions and it's just one question and it's quick fire answers, it's, it gives people something else visual to see besides just hearing you, you pull a card. Sometimes it gets me stuff too. Cause you can't tune into everybody a hundred percent. You can't, you can't. 
So there's that. I've picked, I've picked names before, like in the beginning, when somebody comes in and goes, can I have a card? And I'll sit here for a minute and see if I can even get their energy. I'm like, I don't even got crap yet. And then I'll pull a card. And as soon as I pull the card and start looking at it, I'm like, oh, here's their energy. And mm -hmm. it shows up. It all depends. I mean, the nice thing about spiritual and the work we do is it's very fluid and it's very malleable and it's very like clay and you can stretch it and you can move it and it changes. And it's, it's really quite beautiful. I hate that we all, people all get stuck into one genre and that's it. I like to venture out and find out all the really but cool I stuff. I think that that's what it is, right? Is being willing to step outside your comfort zone that, yeah, as I well as being willing to accept that you're not always going to be right. There's no crime yeah. in that. That's how we I'll learn. See. And yeah. also if you feel like you've got a calling, like people shared some great comments here about starting out. Brandy had a great comment about she found, um, you know, what's going in. She said, a, sorry, I'm going to go back a bit. She said, that's how star and I located the cemetery poppers field at the asylum infirmary. I remember that you guys did, didn't you? You gifted them. And oh, then I did. what I gave you a dowsing rods. I that's how much that's how bad my memory is. I'm sure I'm sure. Okay, so Neil says them. I tried scrying for years, and it wasn't until I really started trusting my third sights or mental imagery that I found scrying amazing. The other thing I'm gonna add, have you guys seen with the ghost tube app? And I wanted to do this one of these nights. Maybe you will. I don't know how reliable it is yet because it's new. And apparently there's like a 3D visor that goes with it, but you don't need it. Um, if you are connecting with spirit, you may get, you still may get um, a verbal, like something verbal coming through, but they, they will send a picture, like an AI picture to you about what they're trying to convey to you. Where yep. I found out about it, paranormal nightmare they were using it and i kept going what the heck are they using and then i looked really closely and i saw it was through ghost tube and i thought hmm that's interesting might be fun to try one night try it live well, and see. but i like i love all forms of divination i think divination what? is just the cat's meow it's what's wonderful i the only thing i haven't tried yet but i want to look into is reading tea leaves oh you're reading my mind because i was thinking about that because that is a real art i think but oh, it, it is it's, it's something it's a it's a long study and i swear you guys the day that i start studying it whenever i get that calling i will do a bunch of free readings just to test it out make sure it's working so the interesting thing though with it is because i just heard this from spirit that should you want to do it right and depending on what the tea leaves are you you would have to sort of build, I guess, a bit of a dictionary, but you could almost do it like we do tarot sometimes where you just intuitively mm -hmm. read tarot rather than really getting into the big story of it all because it can tell quite a story and tarot is a real art. Like, I think it is. Don't you? It is. It is. I, like, I was reading this at the same time. I do. I, you know what? I like Oracle better than tarot, but the only reason I, I don't, I don't, and I don't hate tarot. I, I will admit to anybody watching right now, when it comes to tarot, I cannot memorize all that stuff. That's my thing. I do it in two. I, I said I it have, in a natural deck. I have some friends who do tarot. 
they could be half asleep with with a t- bad cold, not wanting to do anything, and they could pick the cards and go, this card says this, this card says this, this card says this. Or someone like me going, the card's not talking to me. What do you yeah. mean? What is it? You know, because uh, they know that they the cards actually, the way tarot is structured, there are meanings behind stuff. And, and it tells a story. Yeah. So and I wanted- like, yeah, and they're like universal. I wanted to add this because Kevin Aziz and Dragon says I have runes, but I've only used them once. I make runes out of uh, resin. I do have some beautiful quartz runes. I can't remember the last time I've used them. And again, I think there's a bit of an art to reading. There it. is. I've got runes too. I mm-hmm. have them too. And I used them a couple of times. And it's one of those things. If you put me into memorization, I won't get it. Well, Brandy, oh. I have a tea. Actually, she just reminded me. I have this beautiful teacup, reading teacup and book too, Brandy. And I forgot all about it till I just read that you just purchased it. Uh-oh. Now I got to get one since everybody's doing it. Because she, she uh, says it's a bit intimidating for some I feel the same way, Brandy, so don't feel bad. Julie, you are reading my mind because I was thinking this when we were talking about scrying. Flame readings are fun too. Yes, you can use flames yeah. to do. I like, oh, I like it when, um, um, who was it, Katie or Kathy? He said, also said, um, behind, what's, is flame reading like candle reading kind of, like candle flame? No, um, you spry with the flame, like you, you. Yeah, I do that. Um, we said that earlier. Yeah, up there. I'd like that as well. Have you ever done it? Have you ever changed the candle flame color? Yes. Yes. I knew you were going to ask me that. Or you can make it go up higher or lower, turn to blue, turn to purple. We've um, all three of us, three of us got together and we did, like I said, we did a control. So we each had paper in front of us. So when we all, we all changed, we were going to change the candle color three times. And cool. And and we wrote down what we all saw at the same time, and we oh, all like got, that. we all got the same colors. Yeah, we all got the same colors, and it was really cool. It's hard with the height and the. I mean, I can see it, but I'm that stupid guy that goes, maybe I was breathing too hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, always I have a flame stuff. story. Quickly, there was a friend of uh, my partner Dell's who passed away, and they've been friends since they were in high school, and they other friends were having a big party. It was a Christmas tree burning party in May. They do a big bonfire. Everybody who gets a real tree brings it and they throw it on the fire. So as I was leaving this quite a few years ago, I heard spirits say, you need to bring a deck with you. And I'm arguing in my head, I'm not bringing a deck with me. They think I'm nutty already. Never mind. Bring No, you need to find, I'll bring it. Sure enough, I met this girl there that I didn't know. And it was so sad. Her mom had passed away, first of all. So I gave her a reading and we went inside and the owner of the house, the mistress of the house i said i hope you're okay with this she goes as long as you don't bring any ghosts in here fine so anyways we go out during the reading it came out that her mother's favorite color was fuchsia i have a picture of her and i and my partner Dell, and right where her heart would be heart chakra there's a big blur of fuchsia over it that was the first thing second thing i have a picture of the flames i was taking pictures and those guys get crazy throwing on piles and piles of trees and the flames go really high there is a man's face side profile in that picture i swear to god to you it looks just like their friend that passed away and i remember i took pictures of the flames because we were all toasting him when it happened oh, that's cool it was um, really cool mm-hmm. 
So. Uh, who was talking about that? Oh, Julie. Oh, the, that's why I asked of which flame was she was talking about. There's one where you take the you scorch a piece of paper. Oh, you, okay. I, that's I, I have not done that one, but I have done the one where we tore up, we tore up paper and lit it on fire and let it burn and quick put it out and watched it like that. I wonder if that's the same thing. Oh, that's but, such a cool idea. And Marshall says he's thought about the tea leaves. So everybody must be getting into tea leaf reading. Tea leaves. Let's all let's all do tea leaves. Well, you guys, if you guys want that, because I hate to tell you this, but we got this goes by so fast for us. We are almost like yeah. we got to get out of here. But if you're enjoying talking about some of the subjects we've been talking about tonight in the paranormal, stay tuned for the second night of the outer realm with Michelle de Roger and Amelia Bazano up right after us. So Dave, how can they get a hold of you? What we should tell them, right? If you guys want to do a show on divination, we'd be happy to do it when we do. Yes. In fact, you guys, um, if you have any ideas for show and Laura Lee will tell you where to write her, but you can write to me at David at they whisper to me.com. If you have any ideas that um, you can also please visit my website, they whisper to me.com. Um, I'm on TikTok at Medium David Hansel. I'm the one. I am got all the followers. Not that there's a lot of people are copying me. I never ever DM people to solicit readings either. Just know that. But um, so um, my YouTube channel is called The Spirit Experience. My Facebook group is called The Spirit Experience. You can also watch us on The Spirit Experience and in my Facebook group. Um, I'm on Instagram as Medium David Hansel, TikTok as Medium David Hansel. Write to me at David at whispertome.com. <laughs> Go take it away, Lorley. I think you got everything. Yes. And thank yeah. you for the great comments. It sounds like people enjoyed the show tonight. So we're glad. That's why we're here. Without you, we'd be nothing except having a conversation and just between the two of us so that's why we do it we love interacting with all of you if you ever want to get a hold of me you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock if you have a show idea guest suggestion um also if you want to book a reading i do uh, mediumship i also do psychic and other things like that i do crystal reiki i do healing energy and i also do mentoring and i am working as the holidays getting closer it may be closer sort of February-ish sort of, um, but I'm working on a course that I'm going to be teaching about many of these topics we talk about. So also I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal and the Angel Rocker Tribe for all things spiritual. We never did get to our video. I'll have to save that for next well, week. We'll do more videos next time. We'll, let's, we've got Wait, some, oh. we're going to keep an eye out this for us and around Christmas, you guys, because I, I had talked to Laura Lee, we might be telling Christmas ghost stories. Looking yes. up actual original Christmas ghost mm -hmm. stories. Yes, absolutely. I forgot. I'm glad you remembered. So we'll save it for next week. Actually, the Angel Rock, you guys, I do have a guest book, but I have some more stories I wanted to talk about on Monday night. So who knows? Maybe we'll try out the ghost tube app. Who knows? I want to try that out and see what comes up. Yeah, we can play you guys online. Hey, and we want to remind you guys, stay spooky. Come join Wednesdays. us. Follow us Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, and on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, if you guys want to see readings and stuff, uh, go find my TikTok and follow me and Laura Lee on Wednesdays, and it'll alert I you. usually show up. I try usually, to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. So we love y'all. Like Dave said, stay spooky. Oh, there's our, our usual there's angel. All right, guys. Love y'all. Stay tuned for Michelle and Amelia coming right up next. Okay. Have a good one. Are you ready, Dave? Okay. We're going to do it. Okay. One, two, three. 
What's at the foot of your bed? <gasps> Did we do it on almost? I don't know. Somebody, you'll have to tell us because we have a delay. You'll have to you know tell us. No, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to listen to the ends of our shows one day. Okay, but just so you know, when we do it exactly at the same time, we said we're gonna give away a reading from each of us. So yeah. listen, see if you guys think it was, and let us know next week. Okay, much love to y'all. Okay, we'll see you uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. <laughs> I'll be here Monday, six p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern. Okay, talk to you later. All right. Bye bye.